0: Uh, this is Odin. <coughs> Shit. Uh, this is Odin loves you. Uh, the uh, adult sketch comedy podcast, informational <laughs> situation. Uh, who knows what this is at this point? Uh, just an excuse to have good conversation. Um, I hope. Today I had a uh, conversation with a young man by the name of Paul Green. Uh, Paul is, uh, a practicing, uh, Odenic, um, practice. Um, I, I guess you would say he is, um, you know, into a lot of different shamanic activities and Paul is also a veteran, uh, which I also resonate with. And, you know, Paul is a a bit of a psychopath uh, in the same veins as, as I as I am and you know put his life on the line for causes he may or may not have been aware of and um, now is um, have, has been able to use the energy from that experience to filter it into um, shamanic activities so um, I truly appreciate Paul We get into what uh, Paul's background is, his time in the military, and how he got into the practices that he is currently pursuing, um, which is um, involved with um, some of the uh, Nordic mythologies and Germanic uh, mythologies and um, historical backgrounds. Uh, he um, is um, very versed on the ruins and Odin. And uh, Odin has something that I've been using as my um, pen name and, you know, um, festival <laughs> name and, you know, alternative reality um, for quite some time. And I resonate heavily with the concept of Odin. And, you know, Odin is a poet. He is uh, inspirational. He is can be a bit mischievous. <laughs> Um, Odin is uh, all powerful and Odin loves us all and um, just the idea that we all have um, a bit of Odin inside of all of us and you know and nurturing that Odinic (laughs) vibe with uh, inspiration and creativity and being true to who we are is is how we do that me and me and Paul get into like how to Really harness that energy and how to really nurture it and how to uh, be you know true to our odinic selves. Um, so I'm really excited to uh, to share this episode with you. This episode with you and um, we uh, really talk about how as a society um, it's time to really look at the past traditions. And what was really working for those that were experiencing times of chaos, you know, and a lot of us don't recognize, um, you know, the, the past as chaotic times uh, because, um, <laughs> I don't know why, but um, pretty chaotic. Yeah, um, early European times, Germanic times, Roman times, you know, like pretty hectic times Uh, and just because they were not involved with technology that we have now does not mean they did not have their own technology that they are obsessed with and their own issues and their own problems and their own resources and there are humans that have spent you know countless generations dialing in you know certain practices that have been passed on from generation to generation through time-honored traditions um, that we should honor. You know, we should honor these ancient traditions and spend time studying them and at least being aware that they exist. So that way, um, if we feel any kind of resonance towards these different traditions, we have the ability to explore them in whatever way is calling us. And, and for me personally, I try to, you know, at the very least be peripherally aware as, a, as many sacred and you know beautiful traditions as I possibly can be, and still maintaining my own practice, my own tradition, and you know not really compromising on that, and um, just allowing you know myself to be um, able to explore whatever you know comes to me naturally. And what came to me naturally is Paul. You know, um, Paul uh, read my ruins at a an art event, and uh, we got to talking. And I really enjoyed, um, you know, his perspective uh, from his experience, and I wanted to, you know, share that with others. So this is Paul's story. Um, Paul is an amazing human, and I'm excited to share you with him all. And um, "Meditate or Die" is on Amazon. Uh, if anyone is interested in reading a 500-page book about meditation and why it's vastly important. <laughs> To our society, and um, it's—I mean—it it is like a, a book that you can pick up and just flip around, and you know, look at you know, chapter to chapter, to chapter or poems, of poems, and um, play around with it a bit. And I did spend an incredible amount of time and attention to for it to be read consecutively, and or through a choose-your-own-adventure component <laughs> that also exist in the book so if 500 pages sounds too daunting to read I me mean, please don't let that be a deterrent um, it is very accessible and it is very readable um, and it is a lot of fun and I put you know an incredible amount of time and energy and effort into um, writing it and producing uh, meditate or die um, so yeah I feel it's I feel it's very valuable um, to our society and I. Um, I was very diligent about getting it done um, as soon as possible, to be able to share it as soon as possible, so I do feel a bit of a a need to, you know, for it to be, you know, know, witnessed by whomever will, you know, allow it to be so. So um, if you're feeling inspired to read 500 pages of my innermost rants about meditation and life and traveling and all good things, um, it's available, <laughs> it's on Amazon, uh, Seek It Out, Meditate or Die, Ghost Army, my first book um, is about my military experience and finding psychedelics and finding uh, meditation and yoga and uh, exploring cannabis, um, you know, all you know mindfully through a lens of healing, that is also available on Amazon, um, Ghost Army. And um, as always, um, I try to spread the the idea of gratitude and love, and um, you know, to think about you know what you're grateful for, and think about who you love and what kind of love you're putting out into the world. It's just something I want to plant a seed in everyone's brain, and just to think about you know what we are actually grateful for, and you know how we are showing up in the world, and how we are you know producing these activities and these actions um, that push us to be uh, more loving and more kind and more caring to all the other amazing humans in this existence, so I just wanted to uh, put that seed in our brains and just to allow us to think about that, so without any further ado, this is my conversation with my good friend Paul Green, and thank you. all right all right all right i am here with my good friend uh paul green uh, this is odin with odin loves you <laughs> yeah the podcast uh exploring life uh my friend paul here i met um two weeks ago or so yep. at a first friday art event i um i wandered into his um establishment and i'll let you I'll let him tell more about that and um I thought Paul was just a really interesting character. I really wanted to um, talk more and more on record and just really hear about his story and about his um, whole journey in life. It sounds very inspirational and very insightful, and I'd love to hear more about it. So thank you so much for joining me, Paul.
1: Sure, man. Thanks for having me. Mm -hmm. Definitely,
0: definitely. So, yeah, so, Paul, what is your... um, What's your deal, man? Like, what's your story? And, um, like, what are you... Uh, I know you're uh, 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 practicing different, you know, interesting. Um, yeah, t- tell me more about that. Yeah.
1: Well, um, I found myself stepping onto the path of what many people understand as shamanism. Um, shamanism itself is a little bit of a, uh, a cultural misnomer. Uh, it's an yeah. anthropological term um, that... Uh, that is uh, used as a blanket term for any any practicing a- animistic um, traditions. Uh,
0: can you pl- can you explain uh, animistic to me,
1: please? So uh, animism um, is the uh, is the connecting thread among all of the indigenous cultures mm. um, uh, who practice what people uh, know as shamanism, mm. and it's the idea that all all things in this manifest reality. Um, whether animate or inanimate, have some degree of spirit, some degree of
0: consciousness. Mm, like that. Uh,
1: so everything from you know the most evolved human to the amoeba to the rock
0: mm. to
1: the plastic bottle. Mm. And uh, interestingly enough, science has actually caught up to that. Totally. So now scientists are saying that the stars have are, are, are conscious to some degree. Uh, by way of um, they respond to stimulus is mm. their reasoning right? mm. anything that can respond to stimulus is said to have some level of consciousness Early. and it is um, my deeply rooted belief that if something is conscious uh, then it has that s- spark of a soul whether, you know it's a fractal reality it's a fractal universe sure. um, so I, uh, I walk the path of uh the animistic tradition of my uh, of my ancestors uh the uh, ancient germania uh, indo-european peoples mm. uh, and uh, i am seeing threads in my current practice reaching as far back as the paleolithic and mm. the cave art era wow um so you know i pick up rocks and i scratch stuff into them and they you know and they hold a, this this level of, of power wow. right that i that mm-hmm. i breathed into it uh, much like uh, the way that uh, Odin Vili and Ve in mm. the uh, Teutonic traditions uh breathed that life into the uh into the driftwood that they found creating the first man and woman um, you know in there in that cosmology so sure. um but
0: uh, uh I yeah, how did you how did you get into this um, well, practice. I mean, how'd you, how did you first find it?
1: I uh, so I was raised in the church. Okay. Um, yeah, sure. Okay. Like uh, like a lot of Americans, mm-hmm. right? Which which um, practice of? Uh, that, just that non-denominational okay. Christian okay. um uh, uh, household. My grandparents were Baptists and such. Sure. Uh, but. That path led me all, you know, through every major trial in my life without a real resolution, without a real conclusion, without any real hope. How do you mean by that? Well, um, so throughout childhood, okay, so my, my parents divorced. My mom had a crack problem, still does. Sure. Uh, she, uh, in my foresight, I've seen she doesn't have much more than five, ten years left sure. in her life, uh, mm. and she's only uh, uh, fifty-one. Sure um uh that led to a blended household. My dad remarried and uh, you know we had a big family uh, five kids mm. um, and uh, one of those kids um, my oldest stepbrother. Uh, Uh, perpetrated some sexual abuse on myself my sister and Mm. you know just like my life just kept getting worse and uh, the family dynamic was was a chaotic one I Mm. never found any peace so I ended up cutting myself and you know like uh, getting into coke and stuff you know later on in life Mm. developing all kinds of addictions and finally I was tired of suffering like that I, I was looking for strength so I joined the military sure and I figured if I'm gonna join the military, I might as well go hard because what's the point? If not, you know, I'm, I'm looking for a radical change. Mm. Um, so I went and did explosives I went and did route clearance out in mm. Afghanistan. Before I left, my oldest friend, uh, who actually I used to run around here with.
0: Yeah, um, yeah just, just so you guys know, we're at a park in uh, Lakewood. It's beautiful, um, overcast day today, beautiful green grass, yes, <laughs> glorious beautiful
1: mm-hmm um, so my, my longest running friend since uh, early high school years um, her she told me at that time that she was a witch and I had no judgment because you know like who, who was I to judge sure um, at least I carried that um, and uh, you know she was a witch and I, that was all I knew of it at the time um, but uh, when I was on my way off to war uh, she gave me a rune the Algie's rune
0: can you explain what a rune is real so quick, The
1: rune, translated directly, is uh, mystery, the universal mystery. Mm. also um, roughly uh, can be interpreted as whisper, right? Mm. The whispers of, of this reality. Mm. Um, the subtleties that we experience when we're in the silence, in the dark, mm. listening to that ring in our ears that mm. isn't really coming from anywhere. Mm. Those are the mysteries whispering to you. Um <laughs> <boy>. <laughs> you, you, you give me a little bit of chill in my spine. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, so she gave me the Algies rune, which uh, as far as she knew, and she wasn't, she wasn't super well versed in this stuff at the time, is that uh, her father gave it to her for protection. It was a protective rune, so mm. she gave it to me while I was going to war. Uh, it turns out, and I didn't know this at the time, and I knew her dad for a good long while. He was a high priest of Odin. Wow. Mm. And what does that mean uh, to be a
0: high priest of Odin?
1: Uh, he underwent uh, a series of self-sacrificial initiations mm. to merge his being with that of the All Father. Um, the All Father being Odin. All Father Odin. Mm. Um, he has a lot of different names, but uh, for for uh, the sake of understanding, Odin will be the uh, is the most re- widely recognized one currently. Totally. Um, uh, translating directly to the stir of frenzy or inspiration mm. um ecstasy mm. right? uh, it's just that in, you know the image that's brought forth is that uh, that battle rage that, you know <laughs> when you're like you're like oh man i might fucking die i better kill this guy before yeah, yeah. i die and you know yeah. uh he's a war god uh, but also one of wisdom and um uh, and, of course, as, as uh, his epithet, his uh, canning implies, the all-father, right? Mm. A very fatherly um, energy. Sure. Now, he gave his daughter a rune, the algae's rune, which is associated with the Valkyrie, which he is associated with higher guidances. Mm. And um, uh, she said that it kept her alive when she rolled down Lookout Mountain, right over there. Uh, and so she was giving it to me. Wow. Wow. Um, for my my period in the sandbox or the you know the sure. mountains sure, you know, sure, it's pretty sure. sandy up there but um <laughs> yeah it can be yeah, it can be, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. um so uh so there i was finding and digging up bombs mm. right because at the t- you know I, I joined the military sort of with a death wish what year um i did that in 2008
0: yeah like and, and with um, with the aspect and with what i'm sorry with your and your intention was to may or may not come back right yeah you're like casual about like coming back or not right at
1: least if i was gonna die it would Need be something for noble. something epic and sure. noble yeah. Yeah, yeah um uh so um so i picked the most dangerous job i can find even though my aptitude my, my right. mental aptitude was much higher than that and the recruiters were like dude you let me just say it. like
0: just like for the record like route clearance is like by far the most <laughs> dangerous job you know and like and like you know, and from my experience, you know, overseas, like you know, like those guys were the guys that were allowing everyone else to uh, operate safely, you know. So it's just a it's a really integral job overseas and a really dangerous one and one that I did not really um, relate with <laughs> the people that were choosing to do that. You know, like I was I was you know had a hectic job overseas, you know, and I did my thing, you know, but like, it was not. You know, I did not choose to take on that responsibility that you ch- that you chose to take on, which was, you know, it's pretty insane to me. <laughs> me too. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, especially
1: looking back on it. And, in fact, uh, here as we are uh, talking about this, I just celebrated my ninth year, what I call Explodiversary. Uh, beautiful, yeah, beautiful. Four days ago. Mm. Um, that was the big one. Yeah. I got, I got hit twice. I got blown up twice. Um uh, enough to get two Purple Hearts from the one deployment. One, the first one screwed my back up pretty good, mm-hmm. but not enough to disable me. So they kept me on mission because you, yeah. you can never have too many route clearance. <sighs> um, yeah, yeah. Now uh, people are signing up. the <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> job, man. So, yeah, uh, <laughs> small then, pool. Uh, right, right. Um, so the second one, actually, though, um, it, it was big. They, they measured it at about um, four, uh, 400 pounds of homemade explosives with rockets and mortars attached to it. Um, and uh, the the 300 pound vehicle that I was in, or 300 pound vehicle. Right, sorry, I was just way talking way. about hundreds. Uh, thirty thousand. Okay. It was a thirty thousand. No, yeah. it was a three and some zeros. Oh. Thirty thousand 000 pound vehicle that yeah. I was in. Um, I was in the gunner's turret, mm. and uh, where we drove on uh, over it was actually right underneath my feet. So. I was real, real glad that I wasn't sitting down because sure. that's, a, that's a fractured spine, that's paralysis sure. that's for life. You sure. Know? Um,
0: You're standing in it. So i was standing
1: seat. in it, so my legs took it. Right. Um, and,
0: uh, did, it did the vehicle flip over?
1: Or it, it... Over on its side. Yeah, so sure. I was gunning the three o'clock and mm-hmm. uh, the three o'clock side, so that's off to the passenger side sure. for mm-hmm. those who, who need a visual. Um, this uh, this explosive blew the vehicle up roughly five, six feet. Mm. and. It landed in a hole of about that same depth, right? And it flipped over. Uh, um, I landed on my back, so I was going to the passenger side and I was facing the sky when
0: I landed. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, at the front of the vehicle.
1: Right, right, right. Right, yeah. Um, front, middle, yeah. yeah. And um, so I didn't lose consciousness, mm-hmm. which was cool, but uh, I definitely experienced that time slowing down. Sure. Um, I felt the tension on the strap that was keeping me in the vehicle, sure keeping me in the vehicle, sure right. My glasses got blown off my face, sure. uh, I felt myself land on my back, wind knocked out of me for sure, but uh, I was like, all right, that uh, wasn't so bad, you know right. uh, like all right let's let's do this um because I think at the time, I thought I was the only one who was awake in the truck. Mm. And of course, you know, you need you need to help out the people who aren't awake. You yeah, know? and
0: like with, with, I was talking to you, my cousin last night about concussions. You know, and I have TBI for my service, you know, and like uh, a lot of people don't understand the uh, reality of TBI in mm. the military. And like just because you look able-bodied uh, doesn't mean that you're not, you know, you know suffering from a lot of you know, concussion injuries mm-hmm. from a lot of different experiences from being in the military in general even like not even going to war just like being training as being in the military right. you, you receiving a lot of concussions a lot of explosions mm-hmm. you know so um, all that adds up and you know has an effect totally, totally. so like so like, let's, 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 um Get into like I, after the military, like what we what were you were dealing with, and how how did you deal with it appropriately?
1: So um, I didn't deal with it appropriately. I mean, I I mean how, how, you, how how did you get to the path <laughs> yeah. of?
0: Yeah, I guess yeah. Um,
1: that was and, yeah. that, and that was all part of it, right? right so I was right. put in a wheelchair for seven months. Mm. Um, was on a, can, a crutches cane for the next year and a half. Um, of course I wasn't staying in the military cause you need to, you need to be able to run. Right. Um, so I got out and had another drug problem, right? Opiates sure. and benzos. Sure. Um, you know, Zadax and Oxycontin. And, um, <laughs>
0: I mean, I never <laughs> went down that path, man. And I'm, and I'm so happy right. that, uh, cause I knew I would have, yeah, had a good time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, and like, and I, and I, understand how, how it happens. It gets slippery, yep. you know, and getting, getting these patterns and, um, it's good that you had a perspective to you know get out of that totally sure.
1: totally and that came with um so a, a friend of mine uh, a real good friend of mine uh, had just uh, gotten her her reiki master level mm. um training mm. uh, attunement and all that sure. um when i got home mm. in 2012 mm. and um you I was on methadone, uh you know, just a whole gamut of stuff and buying more off the street because I was an escapist, you wow. know so I spent yeah. like sixty thousand dollars in that one year um, just on painkillers, off of the street. Wow. you know uh, And so she gave me some Reiki, and even through the methadone, through the painkillers, through that numb, mm. I, I experienced something new,, mm-hmm. something bright mm-hmm. and uh, healing and just after that one treatment i was like oh there's this like whole other side to existence that i was never willing to let myself experience sure. Um, because of my upbringing sure. right but uh, you know I can relate heavily right, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know I was recovering in the wheelchair you know I was watching documentaries on Netflix I was like I was ha- asking myself the question what what do other people think about you know life purpose reality all right. that um, was it all
0: me was it all for
1: right exactly mm-hmm. so I was like you know uh, reading and watching documentaries on Taoism mm-hmm. on Buddhism on Hinduism right. on shamanism mm-hmm. I, uh, just everything that I could see it, that was on netflix right because mm. i was uh, i was in a wheelchair and i was not gonna i wasn't very active right so sure. I, I just wanted to absorb sure. um yeah and uh was really inspired that's, that's by pretty, that's things. pretty active i think right yeah oh yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah true that yeah. um but uh but when when i had a friend who had this like other piece to what i was looking for i was like okay so i started uh, exploring at home um you know i was like okay so there's a member of my tribe who does reiki already like what else can i right Fine. what's find next something else um, yeah like something similar but you mm-hmm. know maybe different um, and maybe we can share ideas like that sir sure. so, um, uh, so I found uh, this modality that is called CHIOS, Chios. and
0: CHIOS
1: right mm-hmm. just like in Greece like the CHIOS oh, Greece. Okay. Cool. Um, is how it's spelled uh, but what really drew me to this Practice this this energy light work mm. of Chios was that everything that you need to know about how to use it effectively mm. is available for you to read and practice online on their website right. Chios Energy Healing
0: Chios Energy Healing dot
1: com okay. um, I believe or Chios Healing dot com, okay, Chios healing. com um, okay. if you Google Chios Healing it's going to be the first site Okay. Uh, and there was all kinds of practices, you know, drawing universal energy into your body, bringing it down to your hands so you can utilize it, using it as tools of perception over your, sure. you know, over your body, hovering over your body to start, and and it taught you all those things immediately, right? Wow. And and lessons in level one, two, and three. Of course, you know, you can use this stuff without. Being given an attunement by um, by a master, sure. um, but that really greatly speeds up your 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 growth. Totally. Uh, so I, I so I saw it out. Sure. Um, her name is Jeannie Bellay. Uh, is what
0: I love about like, veterans that get into things after the military because they apply the same veteran mentality <laughs> to like whatever they're doing. <laughs> same with Adam Driver, Adam Driver, you know the actor, uh-huh. you know from Star Wars, he went to Juilliard and applied the same mentality. You know? uh, I, I love seeing you know seeing you apply the same mentality. Like, hey, how, how do I do this the most appropriate and the best way? For sure for sure mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, move with purpose exactly
0: right? Mo- the most purpose possible yeah exactly. right
1: and uh, and of course having like you know disfigured limbs now that is very mm. much a, just that was that a permanent aspect of my daily walk now because sure. you know like too little and I get stiff too much and you know I'm feeling broken you know what I mean sure. um, so balance yeah mm-hmm. uh, so uh, it took me about a year to get through the master level of Chios, wow. and, and that, what was that process like? Um, uh, this series of three attunements, but my teacher, being the discerning woman that she was, mm. is, um, you know, didn't give me an attunement every time I asked for because I was just looking for the, I was just looking for the power, really, definitely the healing. But to me, those things were synonymous; they equaled each other. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, and um, you know, so passing pa- the passing of an attunement um, in Chios. Uh, without giving away too many secrets, right, because it is a, you know, um, a tradition, Mm -hmm. Um, the process of attunement is basically a direct interaction with one's uh, pineal gland to tune it into um, earth and sky. Uh, in the effort to basically, it's like a tap root. right? Mm. You're like tapping your root into that particular frequency, mm. um, and is understood. And
0: what, which How do you choose the frequency? Well,
1: so Chios, um, Chios is very much. Um, it uses uh, creative visualization mm. and uh, and also the in energetic perceptions in your in your body mm. um, to really. Tap in and channel. So, uh, Chios itself is, uh, in as far as the tradition you know states, is that which encourages life to grow upwards towards mm, the light.
0: Mm and so that's the frequency is that's like, the frequency? yeah yeah growth. growth towards the light
1: growth towards the light okay um in in correct timing right sure. so you're looking at like uh planetary cycles and stuff like yeah, that with patience patience <laughs> yes <laughs> which was something i lacked you know the hurry oh, yeah. up and weight mentality still <laughs> <You're>, yeah, <laughs> hey. i still have trouble with that yeah, yeah, totally. that's why i do tai chi but, ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. but um uh but uh chios though uh i got all the way through that master level um And uh, at the end, I had a student who I also brought through the master level, and he was real plugged into the music uh, music festival scene, Mm. uh, and really inspired me to go to Sonic Bloom. Dope. I went to Sonic Bloom, first and only festival I've been to. You know, I'm not really built for like all that activity up and moving around. It was awesome, and I had a lot of fun, but it's not Mm. something I do a lot of. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. But uh, they what really. My favorite part about this music festival was the fact that they were having lectures um, by quantum physicists and yeah. metaphysicists and stuff like that, you know. So if
0: people don't realize about like all these things as that like there's, there's legit learning going on also. Right. On, so.
1: right. Yes. It re- yeah. it really is awakening. Yeah, 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 yeah Right. Yeah, They're not yeah, yeah. just saying that yeah, yeah. as some like legit fad. conversations
0: yep. and like people are like really want to like, move the needle and like you know, like yeah, yep. re- real growth is happening these yep. things also. That's yeah. right. Not like, just partying.
1: That's right um and uh, so i was at this lecture by a uh i think quantum physicist astrophysicist uh by then he goes by the name of apollo okay and uh, i guess he had done a lot of work with nassim harriman Mm. um uh, i i don't have a lot of background history on him but uh, i have seen some of his work Uh, he he wrote quadrivium if anybody's interested in uh, the sacred geometry metaphysics Uh, uh, the mathematics of metaphysics wow Uh, and he was giving a lecture on the proton and in this lecture um he he opened with uh with a story with some lore Uh, He said that once upon a time, there were these people known as Magi. Mm. And the Magi were really cool because they just inherently, they just knew how the universe worked. Mm. uh, Through observation and meditation. Mm. Um, And a lot of people might recognize that word Magi, it's found in the Bible, right? Mm. Um, The three Magi followed the star Mm. to Christ. Um, so the wise men were magi the wise men were magi okay. uh, that's why they were wise yeah right Makes um, sense. Yeah, that's where yeah. we get the word magic from they were star worshippers Zoroastrian mm. priests who wow. were also indo European
0: and that's mm. that's one of the keys here
1: um, he said they just knew how the universe worked and he's saying that how quantum physics is is catching up with the old time understanding of the way the universe works he was talking about how the proton they have found is equal in mass albeit maybe some differing numbers in magnitude right equal in mass to the entire universe and the entire universe is equal to the single singular proton shit so they were talking about infinities, right. okay, and how, you know, any, inf- you know, infinitesimally small number can be divided another infinite number of times, creating a large number of in- infinitely divided, so now sure. you're, it's getting bigger merging with the whole, right? Sure, sure, he was sure. talking about the fractal nature of the universe, yeah. and I was like, just getting, I was just you like, know, cool. tripping, I wasn't, I was on absolutely nothing. You don't need to be, man. I wasn't, I might have had some water, yeah. I was <laughs> tripping <balls laughs> what this guy was saying, yeah. but what he was saying is that the proton in a vacuum moves in one of three different ways he says it moves in a circle a triangle and a five-pointed star Shit. now that might not mean much to anybody but in chios those are the three symbols that we use in healing mm. right? with reiki you have the chokure and heiseki and daikomio right sure. in chios there's just simple shapes mm. right um a circle a triangle and a five-point star Wow. the three, only, there's only three and the Sun right is the like a, a you know big orange red ball is the only other symbol in Chios right and so Fantastic. I was I was just tripping out right um, now I got to rewind a little bit now Steve Barrett the uh, founder of the Chios Institute okay. uh, he said that Chios came to him through work with a medium it was channeling a, a spirit guide of his of Steve's mm. said that he was using this technique for healing back in the ancient civilization of Bactria circa
0: 3000 BC and past life he's saying past life I'm sure now,
1: at the time, when I first stepped into it, I was like, whatever, past lives, spirit guides. I mean, I, I see and recognize the energy thing. I'm not ready for that other stuff. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. not ready yeah, for spirit I'm, guides yeah, and past yeah, lives yeah. yet. Sure, sure.
1: Well, until freaking until Sonic Bloom. I was like, oh, dude, because after that, like I didn't take away, you know, Tipper was cool and the yeah, DMT yeah. was good, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I had sure. fun, too. But yeah. afterwards, I couldn't shake... I need to seek out, I need to seek the Magi, I need to do a little bit of research. Sure. So um, after Sonic Bloom, I went home, did some research, looked up uh, Magi. One of the territories, okay, and by the way, now, like at this point, I've been to a music festival, I'm hiking, mm-hmm. you know, like I've, I've started Tai Chi, and I've been doing it for a little while.
0: Yeah, be I, able. I'm healing, right? Yeah,
1: yeah. I, at this time, and like, yeah. and I have reached some, some mile markers in my healing. Sure. I found a list of territories associated with the Magi. And uh, one of them happened to be Bactria. I was like, okay, so there's validation on the art, um, the, the art form, the healing practice. So I was like, wow. Right. Spirit guides past lives, huh? Okay. There's right. well, okay. substance to it. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. And so, and, and this is out of the cradle of civilization, right? Bactria.
0: Mm. Um, Mesopotamia? Where, where was Bactria?
1: Yep, right around there, Turkestan. Okay. okay. But uh, uh, it, it was an area that spanned across like about four, four current what we have as countries. Mm. One of those countries just happened to be fucking Afghanistan, man. Mm. So here I am healing myself, healing my circumstances with the medicine that came out of the land in which sure. damaged my body.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: and Complicated relationship. <laughs> right, right. Almost a paradoxical symbiosis, yeah, 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 right? Yeah, totally. um, mm-hmm. And so there I was, like, peering into infinity, right, mm-hmm. as Apollo was talking about. <laughs> you know, sure. with the, the the macrocosm, microcosm, it was mm-hmm. all just starting to make sense and I was just like, Whoa. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, I was feeling feeling pretty proud of my achievements, right? right. I'm a Chios master. You, but you felt I, like I, you were
0: like on the right path. I'm on the right, right. path,
1: on the right path, yeah. and, and, and I had an inflated ego because of it, Sure. right? Because, you know, prior service military, I survived okay. a blast that would have killed, you know, like, yeah. you know, others, oh, you know? Is, like not, right. not that yeah. I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm, be, I'm better than, no. you know, those people that may have died in that circumstance, but, you know, it, I, it it's something that I like, I, you know, I'm still kind of proud of, right? The forces sure. that went through my body that didn't kill me sure. um, only made me stronger. Right.
0: You have a lot of things to be proud of, I'm Outside of being blown up. <laughs> right. <laughs> true that, yeah, yeah, true yeah. that.
1: But um, one thing that happens when uh, when you get your legs broken, mm-hmm. right, is you, you learn to walk differently. Sure. Um, so it's not it's not just that I got blown up, survived. Oh, but, yeah, yeah, But that, I, but that but I allowed the ripples of that explosion to propel me into a higher state of being. Sure. Um, and uh, that's that's what I'm... It proud of.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Ram, yeah, uh, Ram Das, you know, his, his stroke with me, you know, he's kind of as a blessing. Right. Yeah, right. It, it taught him many, many, many lessons. He said, yep. you know, and it, it, it can be, you know, our, our lessons, our, our challenges in life can be valuable lessons and can make us, you know, better people. I totally. say that a lot of the people that have PTSD from the military can use that to reframe their entire reality and use that anxiety they, they have and depression they have yep. and hyper-focus it on being ultra productive totally you know and I totally appreciate that for sure and for me it looked like
1: being a healer, Mm -hmm. right, so, um, and now, and speaking of shamanism, animism, right, a lot of the initiations involve going through a severe trial, whether that be the spirits of that tradition make you terminally ill, and you have to survive it, or they sting you with a scorpion, and you have to keep your body alive, um, you know, go off into the, you know, desert with no food or water, and have a vision, and actually live to come back and tell, you know, tell about it, and, uh, things like that, for me, it looked like, you know, getting my, getting my limbs, you know, disfigured um, and learning to walk again, you know, walking the path of what my, um, my Odinic priest friends uh, stated, um, the path of the holy man.
0: Sure. Uh, now, you, now you have all the perspective.
1: All the all the perspective I needed for the next right. step. So yeah, I yeah, went yeah. to a, the bookstore, the metaphysical bookstore that uh, that I was kind of exploring at the time, because mm. I reached the master level of chios, and it's not like reiki where it's continuing to evolve. It's just like it is what it is. Right. Um, and uh, and there's and, no. And the deviation. master level, it,
0: it, it, I mean, it was uh, uh, three uh, three um, three levels. Yeah. Three levels, and each each time you're getting read what's, what's it called the the attunement attunement you mm-hmm. get attuned every time mm-hmm. so you, and you're learning between those attunements you're, yep. you're studying you're studying you're, stu- you're studying
1: reading there's a book um, right. there's the website if you don't have your book in front of you okay. uh, uh different techniques different elements like, almost like getting
0: a, a belt R- yeah, uh, right yeah, yeah essentially yes right? just like a belt in martial yeah, yeah, arts yeah, yeah. yeah
1: um so master level uh, you know, I, I brought another student up through the master level, and at that point, um, you know, my growth had kind of plateaued. Sure. Um, you know, I've gone as far as I can in this particular, you know, if I was going to call it the traditional Chios, right, then it can't be anything other than what I've been doing so far, and I'm looking for something new. Mm. So I went to the metaphysical store, that, um, my uh, uh, you know, of choice. Mm. Um, at the time, uh, Isis Books over off of Broadway, um, and uh, Yale area, mm. and um, was looking for something new, and I I was just rolling through the rolling through the aisles, and I found this little set of runes carved oh. into some clay, and I was like, that would make sense. Mm. Why don't I check out the runes? Mm. If nothing else, divination is cool. Get some insight into circumstance, you know that you may not uh, otherwise perceive, mm. other you know, and so. There it was again, inflated ego. I'm a Chios Master, I've got my universe under control. And I got my first rune set. And you know, those that those little books that come with tarot cards or runes or any other divinatory system that you purchase comes with a little book on how mm. to read these things and sure. I read the first chapter of that little book, not even a scholarly work, just like, Hey, these are my this is my product and this is what you sure. might do with Basically, it. These, yeah. Right, right. These are the runes and here's some key words and But this is the lore behind them, and but the gravity of the creation story of the Teutonic peoples was just way more than I could handle at the time because I was still, um, you know, pretty pretty root, you know, in my subconscious, in my limbic system, right? Mm. Um, My instinct said, hey, you know, if you're talking about other gods and stuff like that's that's sacrilegious, that's going to lead you to ruin.
0: Right. Um, I, mean, I think the, uh, I mean, like, I have the same background and from you know, Catholicism growing up mm-hmm. of like, you know, questioning your beliefs or ever like being able to explore other beliefs is always frowned upon. Right. And that's always a sure sign of <laughs> like, yep. of what to avoid. You know, yep. that something that doesn't allow you to question and like really dive into like why it works and what was the purpose and what are we doing here. Right. Exactly.
1: Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bowing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's Surren- it. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, living on your knees. Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> and uh, so the gravity of, of this, of this text, of just the whole cosmology—I read a little bit about the runes and just the creative and destructive forces of the universe—was just too much for me, um, for my nervous system to even handle. As just as I was, as I was reading it, I was like feeling the energy of. Because you know, it's too
0: real, or. Too, what? Well,
1: I, not too real, just too. Uh, too turbulent they're um these like these power, huh? power like you know chios is all light work right, right. and that's what i knew up to mm-hmm. that point the runes are not that <laughs> yeah it's it's not l- loving frequencies that are necessarily there um and will always heal you right okay mm-hmm. uh contained it within yes
0: you say or uh,
1: the runes themselves. There are some mischievous runes. Some of them are a little more animistic. Some are more dynamistic. That yeah, is, with almost. less less consciousness. Okay. Okay. Um, so you think about like uh, like dynamism. You're thinking of the forces of of the of the world of the universe that's uh, um, more chaos. or less chaotic. Yeah. More okay. Or like chaotic. Chaos
0: magic or yeah. like yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. A
1: little bit like that. If you look at the the fall of. Um, of uh, of an avalanche down a mountain, sure. you're kind of looking at dy- dynamistic forces, right? Sure. They're still responding to stimulus and therefore have that level of consciousness, mm-hmm. but they're not super conscious,
0: sure.
1: right? Um, there's the more animistic runes that explain consciousness mm-hmm. and, and higher thought and right. thinking. There's other runes that are more about your physical health, right? right? And just the way that the currents flow through the body without really... Uh, it, it's uh, kind of the kind of, I see similarities in the way that your brain works the conscious and the subconscious right mm-hmm. where um, breathing mm-hmm. for example is a more dynamistic frequency mm-hmm. right you, you don't have to think about it you sure. can put your thought your intention into it you can make it more animistic right. by controlling your breath
0: sure
1: but the act of breathing itself is a dynamistic right. What's without you it's without you yeah mm-hmm. yep sure. um, so uh, so that was another thing that was a little nerve wracking for right. me because, you know, having like just of control, right, right? Lack of control. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, so I put them away for about a year, uh, until I was inspired to pick them up again, um, uh, through a series of less than interesting, um, I think, um, circumstances. Sure. Um, finally picked them up and cause I was hungry, I was thirsty for it you know I started uh, you know watching calling youtube you. video yeah they started calling me mm-hmm. that's exactly that's mm-hmm. exactly right uh so you know I got started getting you know uh, looking at ISIS Bright Bookstore. Uh, sure, my they're, they're my favorite metaphysical store because they have the best book selection as far as I you know I've seen. Um, Is this, they're
0: still around on Broadway. Uh, yeah,
1: yeah, they're still there. They're okay. called they're called Goddess Books now because back because uh, you know when the
0: ISIS. Oh yeah, ISIS, thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. When the ISIS thing <laughs> happened
1: in the Middle East, yeah, 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 yeah uh, they got the Right, right. Uh, <laughs> mm. <laughs> uh, they got their sign destroyed. Yeah. Uh, they're like oh yeah. you know because yeah. there's just now negative connotations yeah, with sure. that that. Yeah. Um, verbiage, but um, so uh, I was getting some introductory, and I say introductory, you know, pieces of literature because it's where most Vitkeys, right, Mm -hmm. rune uh, rune magicians, um, uh, go. Uh, The the Futhark, the Handbook of Rune Magic by Edward Thorson, he is the father of the modern runological revival, um and uh, the the Teutonic revival mm. <laughs> and um, when i read his his first book uh, i think he wrote it in the 80s What is it called again uh, futhark, futhark. A handbook of rune magic handbook of rune magic okay is the whole title and this stuff had everything from the metaphysics to numerology mm. to um,
0: frequency. pre-digestible? Di- I mean, no. No. No, yes. but d- uh,
1: d- d- I had a big head because I was in college at the time. Uh, uh, um, were you studying? I was studying video uh, oh, and cool. the arts, oh, uh, visual media. Amazing. Um, and, uh, uh, you know, I was just like, I was drinking this stuff up because, you know, um, yeah. As the as the army recruiter said, my aptitude is a little higher than I was previously exploring and sure. I was like finally exploring it, right? Right, right. Fine this,
0: challenge. it's
1: yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. It, it's dense material. Uh, the book itself is only about an inch thick. Right. Um but uh, this man is a PhD and so his sentences carry a lot of information sure, in them and, it, yeah. and you can also see uh, you can see that in his uh, his understanding of the runes because the mm. runes themselves they have that gravity mm. um, so I read his whole book this whole uh, almost exegesis you know this mm. uh, this uh, scholarly work on the runes and thought I had it all figured out um, you know, again, you know, like, sure. okay, I'll, you know, I've got the, it, it all makes sense, you know. Sure, like. I got the yeah, yeah. So I started, uh, started invoking these energies. And, um, in
0: which ways? How, how are you invoking them? Well, uh, by practicing or by,
1: yeah. So the practice of the runes, um, aside from just divination, you know, asking these carved pieces of, um, matter, um, that, uh, that carry the, the, the glyph of each rune. Mm. Questions or no questions about, you know, what's kind of going on in your reality and your circumstances. You can also enact these frequencies to place them into your, place them into your circumstances. Mm.
0: Um, uh, By, by practically making these things. Chant. Okay. You chant
1: them you carve them, you stain them. Um, the lore states um, in, the, in the Havamal, right, the sayings of the High One, and we're talking about Odin here, mm-hmm. right? <clears throat> knowest how to write, knowest how to read, knowest how to stain, how to understand, mm. knowest how to ask, mm. knowest how to suffer, or how to offer, mm. knowest how to supplicate, knowest how to sacrifice. is better unasked than offered over much, for I doth a gift look for gain. Tis better unasked than offered overmuch thus did Odin write ere the earth began so let's
0: unpack that so it's better to be uh, better unasked
1: so <coughs> the runes
0: right being the creative and
1: destructive forces of the universe have a very real effect mm-hmm. um, on the environment and on the people in that environment mm. in which they are vibrating sure um, each rune carries with it a glyphic symbol a phonetic value
0: mm. and
1: uh, and a deeper esoteric Meaning. Sure. So, uh, let's look at the first rune, for example, fehu. It kind of looks like um, uh, a weird F, and it just so happens that that's the sound that it makes. Mm. It's where we get the word fee from. Fee. Fee, like paying a fee.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, fehu translates directly to cattle. Um, in the, from the Proto-Germanic language, it translates to cattle, which is how they used to measure wealth.
0: Ah, yeah, makes sense. Okay. Yeah. So,
1: so, the rune itself, cattle, but... Wealth. Mm. You consider the evolution of wealth. Now you're also talking about money, Mm -hmm. right? Things of that nature. But esoterically speaking, wealth is that inner what you have inside of you, right? That you exchange for material wealth, uh, right? It's the energy that you're putting into the numbers in your bank account, right? So it's, hmm. it's, it's, it's it's internal too, right? right? So how are it's you applying, right? How are you applying it? You could be applying it at a keyboard in a cubicle. Mm. You could be applying your fehu into the earth to reap, you know, another form of fehu, right? Sure. Um, so so these these are letters, right? Mm-hmm. But so much more than that. So know us how to write. So, you need to know what they look like. Sure. You know, need to know the order, just like the alphabet, it has an order. Sure. Um, you uh, need to know what they sound like in mm-hmm. order to write with them. You need how to read. Mm. Right. You need to also know how many are there? Um, it depends on the tradition. Uh-huh. The row, they call them rows from mm-hmm. start to finish, there's mm-hmm. a row. Um, The row that I use has 24. Okay. Um, The uh, younger Futhark, which is a little more Icelandic in nature, um, has 16, I believe. Mm. The Anglo-Saxon one has 34 Mm -hmm. or 35. uh, forgive me for those of you who practice these other, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> these, yeah. uh, these other rows. Um, I'm not as up on it as the elder Futhark. Yeah. Um, as, a,
0: as a general kind of guideline, I was wondering like how many, like, like almost nearly al- the alphabet, you know, like, yeah, yeah. Yep. Just about. In, in
1: the row that I use, there's 24. Yeah. Um, and uh, divided into three families of eight. Um, each family uh, is presided over by uh, a deity mm. of, of the Nordic lore. Mm-hmm. The first, it's here. Um, in the model, right? Mm-hmm. Is governed by Freya, right? The goddess of beauty and substance. Um love. Uh, the second tier is presided over hell, um the uh the presider of the underworld where the dead go mm. um, after this life. Um uh darker, more contractive realms, sure. Um and Tiwaz, uh or Tyr, the uh, original Teutonic sky father where the word Teutonic actually comes from, mm-hmm. right? His uh uh Another translation of his word, I believe, in Old English is Tiw, T-I-W. It's where we get the word Tuesday from. Okay. It's Tears Day. Tuesday. Um, he was the original Skyfather of the uh, Indo-European um, Germanic tribes. Okay. Um, he's, uh, the
0: third, he's on the third he's tier? He's the third tier. Okay, cool.
1: Um, so there's three tiers of eight, which make mm-hmm. up 24. So he,
0: it's the, go- the goddess, the underworld, and the sky.
1: Right. 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 Sky Father. okay. Right. Sky father. So okay. There's, uh, um, and that's that's one way to look at um, the progression of them. The first tier is mm-hmm. the the set um, of skills. Mm-hmm. The second tier, families, right, uh, is the is the set of initiation
0: mm. and
1: the third and final tier is the set of self-realization uh. um, so this is also a, a journey it's a path that you walk sure and it's a never-ending
0: one sure always and forever
1: right right because it, it's a wheel mm-hmm. right um, i think i'm wearing it up oh, my yeah 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 so it's in a wheel right? totally uh it's uh-huh. depicted as a wheel in some ah, yeah. Uh,
0: also yeah, yeah. um Yeah, he's showing a a wheel with a a runes um, carving on the outside, and then what's the symbol in the middle?
1: That's the vegvisir.
0: The vegvisir. So, uh, that's... It looks like like an Icelandic compass, if you call it, Yeah, yeah. So,
1: uh, esoterically speaking, it's the Wayfinder staves, Ah. so um, I stand as guide for some, Mm. um, and in order to guide you know, folks through the waters of their subconscious mind. I'm sure. I find the visier very helpful in keeping my alignments um, straight uh, and on course. Sure. Uh, I used to wear another rune wheel with a tree when I was first, you know, initiating mm-hmm. through this um, and uh, merged with the Tree of Life and um, ended up offering that uh, that pendant to, um, to my rune stone that I've carved on the Rocky Mountains over here. Um,
0: by the way, you gave me a wooden um, carving with uh, that on it also, mm-hmm. and that's like in the middle of my little sigil where I meditate at now. That's, oh, so yeah, that's, that's sweet. That's where I burn all my candles. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yes. yeah, that's dope. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm honored that yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: it made it made it to your altar. No, that's, that's perfect. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah. So, yeah, thank you so much for that. For sure, yeah, yeah. for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, so the Icelandic staves, the Vegvisir, it's a little bit, it's uh, similar magic, works under similar similar principles, and mm. uh, the runes were present in that. But that's uh, a lo- it's a younger magic than the Elder Row that's around it. So, wow. uh, so I have found that my role here, on, you know, in this lifetime, sure. is to is to bring the old waves forward mm. for its next evolution, or mm. at least help facilitate that. I right? Because um, mm. you know, it started off as oh, if you look at the early in Paleolithic times, you know, uh, you, you know. Hominoid, you know, uh, folks just kind of grunting at each other, sure. deciding that the the notches on the wood that they can scrape or the rock that they can scrape stood for the sound that they were making. Sure. And so they're grunting at each other, and all the while, and it's sort of purpose. Yeah, exactly. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Move it forward um indo-europeans right uh the indo-european culture um that includes the celts the uh scandinavians teutonic people mm-hmm. uh indian uh the hindu indian you know traditions mm-hmm. um you know it was, a, it was a pretty big family family tree of, of ancestry mm-hmm. and dispersed to different parts of the world about five thousand years ago right and uh you know along those this, streams this, this tradition it's tri- yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. uh the the cultural roots so yeah you can you can find you can find similarities between um, the the gods and the pantheon and the and just the cosmological understanding right. of each of those groups. But they, so what, so what's
0: older than this?
1: Um, what's older than yeah, yeah, this? Yeah, yeah 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 as far as
0: I mean is it I mean, is, is it one of the, the first you know thoughts and processes? It's of, one of, of the around... oldest cultures right. in
1: in the world. The blood yeah. the bloodline goes back um, to about five thousand years. Um, you know, traceable through to those to you know our current. Well, I mean, it, it, got, it got you know it went everywhere. But the uh, they they call them Aryans, right? The Indo European Indo European people were um, Aryan. That's mm. um, where the word Aryan comes from, anyway. So
0: yeah, so it's, it was like one of the, one of the first languages of the first humanity. Yeah, in the, in the,
1: yeah, yeah, out out of the Ice like, Age, yeah, right? In um, the like Indo
0: European area. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: So. So yeah so they came out you know out of the caves and stuff and sure. kind of kind of collected and uh Dispersed throughout, you know, the, the Zoroastrian traditions too, the Middle East. Yeah. Um. Uh, so where the you That's know where the Magi, a lot, of, a lot of Christianity comes a from. A lot right? of Christian, yeah. yeah. Uh, the Zero Zoroaster, um, and his uh, his dualistic uh, notions of the way that the cosmos is, sure. Um, also influenced the uh, the uh, ancient Scandinavians as well. Uh. Um. And well, and by by way of that, just you know, the whole world. Sure. Um, and uh, you know, it was. Uh, and that's a that's a whole another fascinating study. You know, what, there's what, not a what, lot of literature on it, but it's really fascinating if you can find anything on it. What's really
0: fascinating about what you're saying is, you know, and I too believe that we've evolved enough that for a while that we can like devolve and like really look back at mm-hmm. our ancestors and look back at what traditions. And all right, guys, like how do they like deal with these like right. these complex issues that we're dealing with in humanity, and right. how do we apply those same understandings to what we're doing in this reality yes. and make you know progress in this reality, so we're not. You're know, repeating the same mistakes of, as we re- have repeated in the past, right? Right. Know, and I think it's really important.
1: And, and yeah, and the, and the Maya depicted this beautifully in their calendar, yeah. right? Mm. Those ages, and uh, the you know, if you if you look at the the astronomy of uh, associated with the Mayan calendar, sure. uh, it's when the Earth passes through the center of the galaxy, coming over to the other side, right? The, right. That's sort of the that's the movement. Uh-huh. Um, so yeah, once we go so far, then it's time to turn back, and sure. here we are, and uh-huh. they say Age of Aquarius and stuff. Yeah. I and mean, I wouldn't. Call myself a new ager, but there is some um, validity too to yeah, yeah, yeah. to, a, like a, to the
0: astrological astrological notion of the. I'm not gonna blindly age. believe anything, but right, uh, 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 right. I, I mean, if it's practically happening, then right. Like, you know, how do we deny
1: right. it? it's observable. Right, 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 right. It, right. You can, yes. you can, you can see the effect yes. of this of this um, cosmic current. Sure, um, it
0: is a thing. It is a thing. Yeah, um, and so and I think once we also like realize that. Our spiritual identity is a thing, and like a lot of us, I, mean, I just have realized that, and that's like one of the realizations I've had you know, recently, is, like, is that my spiritual health is actually a thing I need to maintain along with my physical and mental health. Right. That will also influence this like uh, this age that we're living in. Yep.
1: Yep, that's right. Uh, you want to be a beneficial cell, right? Because part of this age is recognizing the unity in all things. Yes. Um, and uh, which was another cool thing about the proton thing, right? Um, right. <laughs> for me, because I was seeing, because you know, I, I was getting a lot of woo about that concept sure. um, before that, and you know, seeing. I mean, seeing that's, it come that's, together that's why I love science. like you
0: know like Western thinkers that go east and yep. like go, di- go deep dive like Sam Harris, and yeah. Ram Dass, you know, these guys like. They have these Western minds and they, they bring back this Eastern knowledge and they're able to dilute it so, right. so that we can comprehend it. Yep. Yeah, and that's what I try to do in my writing is I try to like, explore like, really insane concepts and then break it down for dummies like me <laughs> <laughs> <For sure. laughs> to be able to understand it. And that's why I appreciate talking to you to, you know, breaking breaking down these different traditions and like and, and showing how accessible all these things are totally. you know and how like one can like really like if one is interested in something like all the information exists it's, right now yeah. to explore it right. it just it just takes time and energy mm-hmm. and dedication and you know respect to be able to explore these things in appropriate ways yep
1: yep um, because if you don't have that respect and you are exploring um, wisdoms and powers from a time that was much more harsh and inhospitable. <laughs> you can find yeah, yourself man. in some difficult As We situation. live
0: in such easy times. We yeah. forget, you know, yep. like, we forget how, how challenging life once was. Yes, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. And these things are hard lessons, man. Right, yeah. right.
1: Um, and which is why uh, when the your Euro- Indo-European bloodline split to the different regions, mm. um, that's, that's where you start to see the differences in their worldview is because their environment changed. Wow. Right. So the gods of the Celts right where mm-hmm. things are lush and green mm-hmm. and you know it's easy to grow food right, we're a little friendlier a little more loving but the, you know those in the Teutonic regions Iceland Scandinavia Denmark Norway sure. really were war gods savages, savages. Yeah. <laughs> no less evolved yeah, yeah, in yeah. their spirit yeah. but, the, but their circumstances There's were pl- such applying it in a different direction exactly yeah, yeah. exactly yeah, yeah. Sure. Um, and to them you yeah, know yeah.
0: they're there was as they're not pure as, as their purest self
1: exactly yeah, yeah. yes Yes. Uh, to them you their gods had their totem animals too mm-hmm. right yeah uh, Odin for example had the wolf the mm. horse the raven mm. right um, in one circumstance he was a snake right mm. where he was a little more cunning sure. other circumstance an eagle mm. right the highest flying
0: yeah um, I'll tell me more know. about Odin man I mean obviously Odin, I, I, I'm I'm super I- interested <laughs> in the idea and the concept <laughs> you know i like, am just really drawn to yeah odin yeah <laughs> i feel that i yeah, feel it's yeah. <laughs> very uh, apparent he, yes yeah, yeah. it's mm-hmm.
1: it is, it is and refreshing yeah, for yeah. me yeah, yeah. um yeah. because uh odin odin is, is he's an intense personality um that uh, that frequency or in the lore they call him asir right of mm. asgard asir a s i r um um Aesir are uh, one tribe of gods. The Vanir are the other tribe of gods. In Teutonic thought, the Aesir are the gods of human faculties. Mm. The Vanir uh, is more the cult, a fertility cult. You
0: Vanir. Know? So Vanir. that's male and female then? Uh, yeah, yeah, okay. masculine,
1: feminine energy A lot of sex magic there, mm. um, uh, things, things of that nature. But the, but the. Um, fertile uh you know where, where you find in the multiverse uh, things that are green fertile growing right they preside sure. over that the aesir are things like strength um, wisdom mm. youth mm-hmm. uh, things of that nature sure. so <clears throat> Odin himself is is probably I, I I would say being intermediately well read
0: mm-hmm. that
1: sure. Odin is probably the most dynamic character in all of l- of literary mi- mythology. Mm. I say that because he has more names to his name mm. than any other being of any other culture that I have seen thus far, and, I, and I always, I always leave room for being. <laughs> That's a lot. Wrong. Yeah, it's a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he has. He ha, uh, gets around. This guy. It, yeah, he does. Yeah, he sure does. Uh, one of his epithets, or uh, I keep saying, epi- is that is that right? Uh, a, name, a name for something. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh is uh right where he takes on the role of the wanderer Mm. Uh, one is uh, Grimnir, the masked one Mm. he who hides his face Mm. right um bolverk right the Mm. evil worker Mm. uh, evildoer because uh, he is not above enacting his will to get what he wants even if it means certain um, you know bane Mm. on you know the other parties involved Um, and you know when when exploring Odin that's a very important place to like study a little bit because you really need to um, see uh, why he does the things that he does sure. and uh, see if you agree with it and it's okay if you don't. He he doesn't hold that against you, right? Sure. All father will not hold that against you if you don't agree with his you know yeah, actions. So, so and how do, yeah,
0: things. how do I embrace my Odinness? Odin. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I mean, the like, name I mean, how, yeah, Odin yeah.
1: means stirrer of frenzy or grantor of inspiration. Mm-hmm. So uh, Odin I mean how do we all embrace
0: our Odinness? I guess you say yeah. this is more not really about me. Um, <laughs> for sure. For sure, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um
1: to to embrace odin is mm. to seek understanding yeah. to seek wisdom um to seek inspiration mm. and inspire others sure. to communicate truths that you have found as well as um you know demonstrate fallacy uh, if that be your path.
0: Would mean demonstrate a demonstrating fallacy? Like, just showing how things are fucked? as you were saying? <laughs> uh, kind of. <laughs> yeah, you know, like kind of. Uh,
1: The best way I can I can put that is actually to um, talk, uh, you know, bring a concept from a different culture. Mm. Um, the heoka of the Navajo mm. um, uh, was the sacred clown, mm. right? And the sacred clown, for whatever reason, when they're born in, into this world, a lot, things just sort of work backwards for them. Mm. Um, they experience hot as cold forward is backwards. Sure. They're, they're a little upside down.
0: Trying to break the system.
1: Right. But their role in society was to keep the, the chief's ego in check. Right. So when the chief is like, you know, he's he's starting to get, you know, a little big chested, um, a yeah. little heavy handed, uh-huh. uh, the heyoka would would mimic or uh, do another thing to bring his attention to his, his own absurdity. Sure. Right? Yeah, yeah. Um, a of sorts. right yeah, right huh? and and uh, and Odin is is not above that either right sure. he he is not unwilling to put himself in compromising situations that <laughs> means getting what he wants done yeah. done yeah. Um, uh, not at all sure. uh, um uh, so he is one that's willing to um, make sacrifices of himself mm. for himself. Mm. Okay. Um, now you don't have to align with his morality, uh, you know, um, right. if you don't want. Um, but to awaken any aspect of, of this being is going to intensify your own power. Uh, so you might you might approach him as Galder father if you want to learn the runes and uh, get real good at Galder. Right. Mm-hmm. That's the act of chanting the runes. I think it translates roughly to Raven Song. Okay. Uh, The Song of the Raven. The galdar is chanting. You're you're calling things into existence.
0: So chanting is one way to, you know, Mm -hmm. enact. Yeah, uh, yeah,
1: apply the runes. Uh Um, Another one would be to, uh, the traditional way would be to carve it into some wood. Mm. Um, Since the multiverse is understood as... Carve what into some wood? uh, The runes. Um, Mm -hmm. the, The multiverse is said to exist on uh, Yggdrasil, which translates to uh, Ygg's steed. Ygg mm. is another name for Odin, means, means the terrible one. Mm. Um, Drasil steed. Um, so, uh, which is kind of a, a, po- a f- poking fun at the being, right? Mm. It's called his steed. What do you do? You ride. You ride the horse, right? Sure. You ride your steed. Um, but uh, they call it that because he hung himself on the on the tree of life, right? Okay. He hung himself to gain the wisdom of the runes. Uh. Stabbed himself with a spear and bled there for nine days. And nights until he went uh, had a vision right of yeah. his own demise. That, that aligns with something else I can think of. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He got to the edge, yeah. um, and uh, you like you see that in, that initiatory um, act in animistic cultures all around the world, sure. right? Um, and uh, so
0: yeah, I mean, I, I think that's where we're at with um, our societal system also that we need to like. Totally break it before we can like yep. bring, it, bring it back to reality. And right, that's, and that's you know the unfortunate the unfortunate reality of what we're in.
1: Right, it, yeah. And for the path of the shaman, right, uh, things get you embrace your own misfortune. Right, mm. you go to the edge to bring back information that you can use to harness your circumstances uh, for wheel or woe, right? Um, sure. There there are dark and there are light shaman, I mean if you can, if you look at reality Wheel, in those wheel terms. or woe, well, you said? Wheel or woe, yes. Wheel or woe, you said. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, so desirable, undesirable. Okay. Um, um, people who, who utilize these things as forces of all sorts right not sure. all spirits are are light spirits no matter what mm. the and you know I don't mean this is derogatory but no matter what the new agers tell you right oh, sure. if you're yeah. making contact you better you better try these spirits but yeah. the sacrifice on the um, on the tree of life of Yggdrasil um, was intentional right he sure. wasn't hung there by conscious. anybody it was conscious right yeah. he 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 was like, oh, this is this is where all of the manifest and unmanifest um, bridge together to um, make experience. Uh, it, the tree holds within its roots and its branches um, the balance of polarities, right? Um, expansion, contraction, light, dark, superconscious, unconscious, um, fertility, dec- decay. Sure. Right? Um, and so seeing that this is the fullness of all things, he, took his consciousness to the absolute depths of where he could go in that place. And you do that by undergoing a severe um, you know, trial sure. right, of mind, body, um, spirit. spirit. <laughs> and uh, yeah. uh, he he had a vision and he looked below in the, into the depths of hell, right? And mm. that is the that is where the the Christian tradition gets the word hell from is mm. actually from the Teutonic tradition. Right. Hell is the underworld, it's not right. a fiery inferno. How
0: do you say the uh, Zoroastrian. Zoroastrian. mm-hmm. Zoroastrians? Zoroastrians? Mm-hmm. Were they like I mean I've I've read this another allegedly they were smoking hash, you know, yeah. and, they, and they experienced heaven and hell. Yeah, they had a vision of it. Yep, yeah, yep, yeah. yep. Um, yes. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> so, so, hell is actually called that because that's its qu- its queen. The being that presides over the underworld is actually called hell. She's half maiden, um, half corpse. Uh, um, and uh, she facilitates the Fun but dangerous. Intake. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I get it. <laughs> and that's why you see Odin depicted as, like, laughing his ass off on his eight-legged steed right because there's yeah. nine realms so it's one leg in each world and the place where you sit right, right. He's laughing his ass off because you know he's dying
0: yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: you know like yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah so so in in that hysteria um, he he had the vision of, of these frequencies that are even beyond himself beyond the tree itself they are causal Mm. They are the causal energies of the manifested multiverse. Like the
0: source energies you mean? Or? Source energies. Yeah. Well the
1: source the source frequency, the source is known as Ganunga Gap, Gap, which Gap, is Gap. the yawning void. Um, you can see it as a black hole. It's the absolute nothingness of potential, sure. right? Um, potential is uh, is a very empty and a very chaotic frequency. Um, but in the vast nothingness, eventually polarization started to happen, right? And mm. you can see this in the division of cells okay. um, and, uh, and sacred geometries and stuff. Yeah, you start yeah. with a circle, you get the vesica Pisces, right? Things, you know, and sure. then onward, seed of life, you know, flower of life. Sure, sure, um, sure. So they saw it as this big yawning void, polarizing. um, It started to heat up on one side Mm because it's so vast and so the void, right? um, Right. You know, like started to split. So on one side was fire, on one side was ice. Niflheim and Muspelheim, respectively. Those are the uh, those are the realms associated with fire um, and ice. Sure. Um, uh, And then from that came the division of growth and decay. You know, light and dark, sure. you know, et cetera, as I, as I had said. But um, that's the source energy is nothingness. Sure. Just pure potential, mm-hmm. the absolute zero where negative one and positive one split. Sure. Right? Mm-hmm. And um, so that's the source. And within that source grew the tree. Right? Sure. And the tree, uh, Yggdrasil, uh, depicted as an ash tree, um, is where, okay, so, you know, off to the far east um, is uh, the contractive Right? Mm-hmm. Or I'm sorry, the uh, dissolutive far west is fertile, right? Sure. I, I have to imagine that that had something to do with the geographical you know, stuff. These realms right. um, came with, with some very real understandings about the world that they lived in. So Niflheim in the north was very cold. Sure. Muspelheim in the south got warmer, sure. right? Fire and ice. Sure. You know, so that's a, that's a direct that's ba- Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, above was, uh, was expansive, it was light and dark, and, all, and there there's mm-hmm. a lot of movement below. Was stillness, right? You know, so that's how they kind of got their bearings, right? right? Um, but they, but the, uh, you know, moving on into the Viking age, they were so fascinated by, you know, by that their own cosmology that sure. they that they set sail and explored as far, you know, on Midgard as they could because sure. that that tapped them into a greater understanding of Yggdrasil, right? Sure. The, the tree of the multiverse. Um, so so the yawning gap in the tree now you're mm-hmm. looking at masculine feminine right right you see the womb um, you know and the uh, the seed you know producer the trunk and right. the you know the whole um, and uh, so now this is there's this eternal interplay of nothingness and somethingness mm. and um, Culminating and in the very first book of the uh, Poetic Edda, right, the um, the lore, the traditional uh, poetic lore of the people, um, it uh, it tells of creation, tells how Odin, and Ve, and respectively, that is inspiration, willpower, and sacredness, mm. um, uh, crafted uh, crafted Midgard uh, from the body of the primal gi- ice giant, Emir. Um, uh, who was fed by the cosmic cow, um, Adombla as yeah. it licked the ice of Niflheim, it was um, feeding Emir with the uh, the milk of its udders. So mm. you're looking at a very, um, just in the creation story, just right off the bat, you're looking at, um, about some lore regarding their cosmic circumstances mm. that involve the cow. So you're looking at um, lore that stretches back to the advent of agriculture. Sure. And, um...
0: Respect to nature.
1: Yeah, respect and uh, communion. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, you know that you you work within it, right? Um, you are just as much a part of it as the beings that are helping you, whether right. they're human or not. Not
0: the thing, you uh, know. Right, right.
1: right. Um, so the the cosmic life giver Adonbla. Um, Uh, is it harkens back to an age where the people just started develop, um, you know, ranching, you know, they they started raising cattle um, and feeding themselves. They stopped moving. They stopped migrating.
0: Right, started living. Uh,
1: they started, yeah, they started planting roots and yeah. staying where they yeah. were mm-hmm. um, and raising animals and, um, uh, you know, growing their growing their food in the one location rather than hunching and gathering. Right? right. So the lore itself um, stretches back to that t- that primal time. Primal. Um, but from, you know, in some cases, you know, we don't have a lot of records from back then.
0: Right. Um, so wait, so stop we, we're at an hour, so I mean, we have a lot more to cover. Yeah. I, I mean, we will at some point. I... Uh, I, I think yeah you know, we should uh, do this again. Totally. But let, Let's wrap up with like how people can access this deep deep knowledge in a very accessible way, to where they can like start to explore mm. things that they're called to. You know, so I mean, what, what what's the first step would you say for someone to like, start to explore, you know, Odanic rites? And- to,
1: okay, so that is an. In- arduous undertaking. Sure. Not to be taken lightly.
0: I mean say ones just wants to be more peripherally aware of the, mm-hmm. of, the, of the situation before they dive in you know into a serious way I mean how would one be more peripherally aware?
1: I would say start with the lore mm. um, to get an understanding of cosmology before you start enacting anything. Sure. Um, so um, it's kinda rough reading at first you know we have our our flavor, you know, our tastes for iambic pentameter and stuff in poetry. Scaldic poetry is a, is is pretty difficult, um, but uh, they're not following the rules. Same rules, exactly. Or... <laughs> exactly, and yeah. uh, you know, they say things and mean something that. Um, was just traditionally known within their culture, right, so sure. so uh, you know, for example, they call well, it yeah. a kinning, right? Mm. Um, so for just for example, uh, a sail steed. Mm. Um, so the idea there is that it has a sail and you ride it, right? right. So they're talking about their ships,
0: sure.
1: But it gets infinitely more complex, sure, 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 sure. you know, um, down the line. But if you start there, then you have your roots, sure. All right, um, and
0: so it's called lore.
1: But yeah, the the lore, the lore, um, is. You want to look at the Poetic Edda mm-hmm. and the Prose Edda. Okay. Um, uh, they have varying different dates of origin. Um, the Prose Edda was uh, written compiled by um, an Icelandic Christian mm. who, um, you know, wanted to get in touch with his blood, but of course there was the, pr- you know, presiding, um, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Christian energy there that um, didn't allow much more than. Uh, he was a scholar, right? So it was it was poetry. It was just creative works, sure. just for the sake of remembering the heritage. There sure. was no magical, mystical, anything yeah, involved creativity in it. Or uh, no, it's it's it's, it's pretty crea- it's pretty creative, but yeah. it but he compiled it. These aren't original works. He was right. just the one who was able to ah, put it together. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um yeah, And his uh, the prose that reads more like story, right? Mm-hmm. Like what we know a little more novella. Uh, the language is a little more difficult because the metaphors you know, and well, yeah, kennings, metaphors. Um, uh, you know translations of translations uh, akinning is a word that is,
0: is this the story itself is that it,
1: it's a a word that indicates something larger okay so okay okay I
0: understand.
1: um so, so like a, so, a sail steed is a boat,
0: right? Yeah, you said, um, yeah, yeah. And,
1: but uh, you could say Midgard's warder, right? Mm-hmm. And the culture would have automatically known that you were talking about Thor because right. this was common knowledge. Right. So y- when you encounter these kennings, alluding it's, to something. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's alluding to something that you need to do more research into, okay. which is where the expansion comes sure, from. Sure, sure, sure. Um, and in doing they're not, they're so, not just giving it out, they're right? Like,
0: they're, they're hinting me, and I love that so much because I, you know, leading people down down the path is one thing, but showing people what the path is and how to walk, you know, where to walk is Right, oh, another thing. totally, yeah.
1: totally. Um, but in the poetic era, it's it's a com- it's compilations of poetry, and it doesn't necessarily. Well, some of it kind of was from the Christianization area era, and mm. um, some of it, you know, a little less so. Sure. Um, but it's a little more pure because it's it's the poetry, it's the poetry of the time, right? Um, which told the story and the whole thing. Their whole deal, they were and obsessed tr- with poetry,
0: and, and it's more pure because it's poetry. I mean, I mean, because they were able to communicate, you know, deeper things without well, being persecuted because it's, because it's because art. it was poetry there was yeah. stuff that was hidden right or, uh,
1: hidden from the ears of you know who would be you know right. perse- persecutors sure um which is why more of it survived yeah, metaf- in a less yeah. t- tainted kind of a way okay. in a purer way sure, 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 um sure. so when you look at the poetry you're getting one you know uh, one view and when you look at the prose you're getting just sort of the way that it flowed into a more um Modern way of sure, understanding, a general
0: understanding, and it's more, more, in the, the poetry is more of a deeper understanding, but more, more to digest, more and,
1: esoteric, yeah, yeah, and, and
0: more to unpack and more to yeah. figure out on your own. This is more of a general um laid out for you in like a in a very uh, practical way.
1: Right, right. As practical as 16th century uh scholarly Iceland yeah, yeah. uh or translation from that era, an English okay. translation oh, okay. from that era sure, sure. possibly could sure, be. Sure, sure. Um and uh it's a, it's a fun read. Um Especially if you're a little more well-versed in the poetry because you kind of know what they're starting to talk, what they're talking about in that novella, you know, like uh, the creation story and such.
0: Sure. Um, So... So um, finding the lore um, and seeking that out in whichever version is calling to you. Yep. And how do do, uh, we enact more of, you know... Owed to himself, or herself, or zerself, as they would say, I don't know. to
1: the question of how, I would say very carefully. Sure. Um, Because um, this particular frequency has a a way of getting out of hand if you're um, unversed. Um, So how is very carefully. Um, there's uh, a lot of tribal love in this particular path this way which is why I you know I took to it so hard sure. um, you know because they're, they're they're all about I mean not necessarily war for war's sake but you know um, they're they're all they're not afraid to fight to maintain right, the health well-being um, of of their self and their tribe. You um, mean the Odinic. The
0: Odinic, the right. yeah. Sure. Um, it,
1: it's it's a it's yeah. a it's a warrior priest class tradition. Well, I mean, just as,
0: as a very general, like, a basic way. I mean, how people can be more more inspiring. They can be more poetry. Read, read more poetry. Reading. They can, yeah, they can. You know. Yeah. Um, I mean how do they enact more of, you know, things of Odin that nature?
1: Of, in that nature. in that nature that's his 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 role as God of the arts.
0: Right. Um just being more creative. Yeah. Yeah. Just
1: really stepping into creativity. You're yeah. definitely you're really because Ansus being one of his, his big runes, um, Ansus is where we get the word answer from. Mm. And uh, so contained within that the understanding of Ansus is everything that can be known. Right, as well as the means by which it can be communicated, as well as the effectiveness of reception of that communication. Sure.
0: So, uh, be, and being active, you know, being, be, being, being active and, and seeking knowledge and seeking learning and being seeking growth and, right. you know, trying to be active in our, our, our entire situation yeah. that we're in. Y-
1: and, y- yeah, it's you know, not a resistance. path of sitting still. Right. Um, stillness is important for like rest, rejuvenation, still definitely meditate. Sure. Um, but, uh, but, it's
0: like active recovery. Right, mm-hmm. right
1: it's not it's not the path of non-action sure um it's uh very much get up and do um invoke and really if you're if you're listening to if you're listening to Odin he says don't be afraid to enact your will you know um to get what you want done now um yeah. You you have the option and, 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 of approaching interpret that. he yeah, <laughs> <I> will. <laughs> you have the option of yeah. approaching other deities who are more morally aligned with yourself. Right. Um, you know, or you walk with Odin, you know, in some of his other episodes, uh uh his other names, Oski, um, is uh, his name of wish granter. Uh-huh. Um, uh, Tir is uh, a mighty god, or Ful is mighty sage. Mm-hmm. So you're, you know, a wisdom, wisdom carrier, sure. right? If you're walking a path of wisdom, right? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and and uh, are, are presenting uh, ways of of interacting with the non-physical um, realms of, sure. of thought, memory, of inspiration, of uh, those theta states, you know. Sure. Um, uh, through uh, ecstatic expression right sure. whether that be ecstatic dance or um, martial arts right that sure. uh, you get that battle frenzy in martial mm-hmm. arts right yeah, yeah. that's super breath odentic, Yeah, right? bre- breath work right yeah, right yeah. yeah breath yeah, yeah oh totally. yeah breath uh, uh, it looks um, it, it's said to be oz the mouth of Odin mm. right um, uh, so um, yeah tantric
0: activities t- yeah um, uh,
1: yeah he learned he learned sex magic from his wife Freya Right, who was the Vanir goddess, mm. and so they traded wisdoms. He mm. taught her Galder in the runic way. Mm. He, uh, she taught him Saith, which is uh, very much, it's a very Kundalini-esque, um, very uh, sexually oriented, right? Um, invoking and applying your sexual energies to uh, create uh, changes in the, in sure. the multiverse.
0: Also very powerful. Very,
1: extremely, yes. extremely. Um, so yeah, so definitely getting into the more heavily sexual um, realms of arts. life is the arts. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> All right, let's um, call us
0: what what are um uh, what's one thing that you're grateful for, um, in this in this moment, Paul? Like what's what's something that is calling to you now that um you really feel grateful to?
1: Well, everyone? I uh I embraced the All Father as a very real part of myself and that led me to meet my wife. Ah. Um and then you're
0: uh, what's what was the goddess um Thora's teacher? Thor's um, teacher. Oh, the, the, sex, the sex goddess that you were just talking oh, about. Oh, Freya. Freya is uh, Odin's wife. No, yeah, And the
1: first time that we shared a drinking horn together, uh-huh. of Mead, uh-huh. um, uh, we did a uh, to Freya and Odin, and it yeah. was within the first week that we met each other. Wow. And in that moment, made an agreement that our higher selves were fully aware of, that we may not necessarily have been fully aware of, but you know, her exact words were, "I'm not." afraid i told her that this could get serious she right? yeah. she's like i'm in i ain't scared i'm in i was like all right drink uh, this yeah, yeah, yeah. if nope. you're not scared please drink yeah, yeah, yeah. this because this is gonna be epic right yeah, and it has kind of been of lady man yeah Amazing. yeah too
0: yeah. I need more freya's in my life yeah if you're out there hit me up for you
1: um, a very permanent, uh, a very permanent thing. She's my, totally. she's my wife. Beautiful I read her thing. runes that day, yeah. and they actually basically said marriage. I didn't use that word because I didn't want to freak her out, of course. Sure. Um, but I was, I but I presented it in a way that you know was a little. Did more... You read
0: her runes within a week of you knowing, and I,
1: I, no, yeah, within the third day I read her runes, yeah. and we to together shared a horn because it was a significant reading. I was asking Yggdrasil for her fortune right sure. um, and uh, it was a big one and sure. in that moment it was Gibo, right which is a which is a, a rune of sex magic right wow. um, and the exchange of energies sure. or reciprocation and such yeah, yeah. um and um through uh, another very fascinating course of, event, of events, right, which we don't probably have uh, too much time for, um, led us to, of course, marriage um, and the birth of our daughter Insane. Um, two years ago, Insane. Uh, September, and uh, she actually came to me in a vision brought by the Valkyries, which uh, are Odin's maidens and Freya's maidens, bringing the battle slain dead up to their next level of uh, existence. Um, the Valkyries brought her to me, and she is every bit of that energy. I had a dream about her the other day, and I asked her, what do you want to be when you grow up, Lily? And she looked She's me two. in the eyes. huh? She's two? She's two. Yeah. She looked me in the eyes, and she said, Gugnir. <laughs> so Gugnir, uh, for those who don't know, is Odin's spear.
0: Oh, no, really? What
1: do you want to be when you grow up, Lily?
0: Spear. Gugnir yeah, yeah.
1: right and Gugnir has a huge role in the lore for um for uh claiming Odin's uh war posse his his he's gonna fight a battle at Ragnarok mm-hmm. um an unwinning un- unwinning battle because he's gonna lose this battle and he knows it he, sure. uh, from the Veluspa the prophecies, of the Seerys but he fights it anyway so you have, still you have to you gotta, you gotta fight, fight it. it you gotta yeah, fight that yeah. battle um yeah. even though you I know feel that. Yeah, totally. um and um so he claims uh, not only his his soldiers, but also he claims the lives of his soldiers' enemies with Gugnir. Right? Sure. And my daughter looks me in the face and says, Gugnir. Right? Yeah. What do you want to be when you grow up, Lily? She's two.
0: Right. <laughs> I just want this want to you know be, be the spear for your god and yeah. destroy the enemies. You know, it's like, yeah. I was like, so we don't want to just enact me whenever, whenever you're ready. Yeah, yeah. She says, Dad, I want to fuck shit yeah, up. Yeah, yeah I want to fuck shit up. Yeah, you. <laughs> You nerd? Yeah. <laughs> uh, all, right, all right, Paul. Let's, let's call it that. Let's I, fuck shit up.
1: Let's fuck, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> fuck shit up, dude. I'm about
0: it. Fuck shit up. Odin loves you. Of course. He, of course he does.
1: Yep. <laughs> yep. True that. And, uh, yeah. Love you all. Thank you so much
0: for listening. You're the best. bye
1: <laughs>